here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. On Twitter X at Greg underscore Gaston. Here's Greg with Bryant and Brett. We're making sports time. Joining us now, Greg Gaston to talk Tigers. You can hear him on this station every morning with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli. He's also on the Tigers sidelines and on the ESPN Plus coverage of the home basketball games. Greg, thanks so much for joining us. And let's start off with the football team. A lot to to get to with with both teams now rolling into their seasons. But let's talk about the, the football team first and that game against Charlotte last weekend. Uh, Tigers down by double digits twice uh, in the fourth quarter before uh, finally tying it, sending it to overtime uh, late, and then obviously winning it in overtime. What were your biggest takeaways from that game against Charlotte? Here we go again. That's yeah. my biggest takeaway as I'm down on the sideline watching what was transpiring. By the way, good afternoon, gentlemen. Always great to catch up with you guys. But I think I said it last week on the show, and I think it's a broken record that if you expect these runaway wins for the Tigers, anything easy, anything that's easy on our hearts, no, none of it. We're not having any of it this year. It's uh, it's a battle every single game, and uh, it doesn't matter really who they're playing right now. It seems like every single game's going out of the wire, and of course last week, and then some, uh, pulling that thing off. With seven minutes to go, they were down 10, they got the field goal, or they got the touchdown rather, to pull it within three, and then... The defense, which was getting shredded in that second half, yeah. could they make a stop? Even though they did have four turnovers and one pick was a pick six, they were getting beaten up pretty badly in the second half. They were able to run the ball right down their throats. and Could they stop them and get the ball back to the offense? And they were able to come up with a stop, the field goal that tied it by Gillis down at the overtime. And once they got into overtime and they missed their field goal, you figured Memphis uh, was going to win that football game, which they did. So, they're in the position that they need to be to try to get into the conference championship game, but I know for a lot of people, uh, too close for comfort in some of these games. Greg, will it, what would satisfy, especially some of the loudest detractors uh, that were that, that vocalized so much after the North Texas win, would ten and two and going down and upsetting Tulane would 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 that get them back going to, going going to a Fiesta Bowl? Would, would would that get them back, or do you think the ones that are, are, are so puffy about it that I'm gone and I'm never coming back, do you think they are never coming back? Yeah, it's a good question. Getting to the championship game, winning it, and going to the Fiesta Bowl, if that was the case, come on. If, hmm. if you're not jumping on the bandwagon then, then, then you're not a real Tiger fan. You're a fake fan. You've already made up your mind that Ryan Silverfield's not the coach, and, and, you're, out of, and you're out of your mind, to be honest with you, yeah. if they are able to make it that far. Look, I understand folks that, that feel that, well, they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. They've lost to the teams that, quite frankly, were better than them. Who are they going to beat that's better than them? They got the opportunity on Saturday. And if they don't win that game, those people are going to come out in full force next week and they're going to demand a trade. You don't know if those guys, again, that are screaming the loudest are, are true Tiger fans or not. But, I mean, to a certain extent, you understand people and, and that's, that philosophy that, you know, we're beating good, bad teams, but we're not beating the good teams. But if they get to what you just said, that scenario, Brett, and, and they're not jumping aboard, then it's just, it's personal then. Then you just have a problem with the coach for other reasons than being able to coach a football team. It, it feels a lot like some of those Josh Patchner years, doesn't it? There is a little bit of a resemblance to that. Yeah, they had made up their mind that Josh wasn't the guy. Josh got the job. 
after John Calipari left. And, and people forget that there was a committee uh, that, that decided that this was the right move to be made. And Ryan's been here a long time now, and he's had successful years. But the bull streak continues. I mean, some, some make it sound like we're unfortunately back to uh, the, the Porter years when, when this team couldn't, couldn't beat anybody. And uh, there, it's a far cry from what that was. But I can understand when you get a taste of the Cotton Bowl and you get a taste of, of what just rolled through with Mike Norvell and now what he's doing at Florida State, you want to have that every single year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when you look at this SMU team that the Tigers will play on Saturday, uh, what are some things that jump out to you? What, what do you notice when you look at this team? Brett mentioned it earlier. They haven't played in a ton of close games this year. They have a, a really good offense, but but what jumps out to you? Well, there's, there's a couple of things. First of all, stats-wise, they're into the numbers. They're very, very impressive. Yeah. You're talking about a top-10 offense, a top-10 defense. So this is a team that could outscore you. They could vote race you. But also, if you fall behind, it's a lot tougher to come back on them than it was to come back on North Texas or to come back on Charlotte. Right. They play very well defensively. They're a team that is loaded with transfers and transfers from big schools. I'm talking Alabama. I'm talking Miami of Florida because they have the NIL money to spread the wealth. They have a running back who's being paid a lot of money who came from the University of Alabama. You're being recruited by Nick Saban and company. You know you're a quality player. Just didn't get the the playing time was probably third, fourth, fifth on the depth chart at Alabama. But you know, if you can get a player from Alabama, even on the third, fourth, or fifth uh, part of the depth chart, you'll take them in a heartbeat. They're the type of players they have. And on defense, they have a bunch of these players as well. So I'm impressed with the stats. I'm impressed with how physical this team is. I'm very impressed with their quarterback, Preston Stone. This is a guy who's still young, but he can heave the ball a mile. He can run as well. He's extremely effective. He has big-time playmakers to go to, both out of the backfield and wide as far as receivers are concerned. They have a big tight end who is the son of Russell Maryland, the former NFL player. So they, Look, it's a, it's a loaded team. Now, the one thing that they haven't done is they haven't really played anybody. They played Oklahoma early in the year and a TCU team that went to the championship last year but is not that good district, quite frankly. They didn't win those games. And then they feasted on everybody else in the conference. And they haven't played Tulane or UTSA, and now they get their crack at, at uh, Memphis. So certainly they got all the numbers. They have just blown out the teams in the conference in which Memphis at times has had trouble with mm-hmm. putting away teams or having to come back and win games, as we just noted, with Charlotte and North Texas. So there's, there's differences in these teams, but both teams this Saturday can score. They're really good offensively, so I would be shocked if we don't see another typical shootout game involving Memphis. Can can, can Memphis get any stops, enough stops? I, I, I don't know, but here's the thing. Think about last week. They got four interceptions. One was a pick six. They got a big stop, as I talked about earlier, to give them a chance to tie the game, which they did. So at times in games, they've gotten stops, and at other times, they're just worn down. By the second half, they're worn down. You see these running backs. Last week, it was the fifth guy. The guy was on the depth chart. He was the fifth running back. He came out of nowhere. Huh. Dave Wilotion had to write him in. He wasn't even penciled in to be a guy that would be a major part of this game. He comes in and rushes for a deuce against them. So this is a team that I don't, I don't know, Brett, if they can stop anybody. I, I think they're going to have to outscore them. They're going to have to get a turnover or two. They're going to have to protect the football. They can't have wasted possessions. Yeah, I I think this is going to be one that's awfully tough to slow down SMU's offense. 
Yeah, it it definitely looks that way. And 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 when you look at kind of the the injuries on this team, they're they're kind of a handful of guys that are questionable. Could be out there on Saturday. Might not be a guy that should be out there. But got a little banged up in that game against Charlotte. Is Seth Hennigan and kind of had to leave for a drive and went into the to the tent and then you know came out and and uh, was able to go back into the game and I think shows a lot about his toughness as a quarterback, but what did you make of, of him obviously being questionable all week and then um, that, I guess, dive by him landing on that bad shoulder, um, but then ultimately coming back? That kid's a warrior. Yeah. I mean, he's an absolute stud. I love talking to him after the game. He never takes credit for anything. He always shares the wealth with his teammates. He never makes excuses. He talked about how... He missed a bunch of guys in that game. He threw some passes that were high. Just, I mean, you have to love Seth Hennigan and that warrior mentality that he brings to the game. He's going to go on Saturday. They need him to be great. He needs to put together his best game of the year. Yeah. Everybody really needs to step up. But, yeah, I, I can't say there's not enough superlatives to describe Hennigan and what he means. And it's, it's very interesting because Memphis has had that – type of quarterback, that type of leader now for many years. I mean, you think about Brady White. He was the same type of guy. Refused to lose. Warrior that goes out there. Plays hurt. That's exactly what Hennigan is. 255 passing Saturday, and he joins Brady White and Danny Wimprine as the only three members of the 10,000 passing yards in Tigers football history. Greg Gaston with us from the Tigers sideline. It's brought to you every Thursday by Jim's Place in Collierville, the law offices of Stephen Leffler, Mount Moriah Auto Sales, and Neal's Bar and Grill. One play I don't want to see Saturday is the play that cost the game last year at Highland Park, rolling to his non-throwing side, rolling to his left in that end zone interception. It may not mean that much to some of the players, but the players that were involved in that and the coaching staff, I hope they keep that in mind because the Tigers did everything but beat SMU last year. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a tough finish uh, down to Dallas. But the problem is going to be that SMU's front is formidable. They get to the quarterback. They sack the quarterback. And that offensive line for Memphis has been much better than what I thought they would be going into the season. And they have battled injuries as well. And they look to be healthy for this weekend. Uh, so I expect Jonah Gamble to be back in there. I expect them to play well. But that's asking an awful lot to slow down that SMU rush. And if they get to, to Seth Hennigan, he's going to have to leave the pocket. He's going to have to roll out. He's going to have to try to improvise a bit. But you're right. He's better when he's in the pocket, when he can look at what the defense is doing. He's a very intelligent, uh, intelligent cerebral-type quarterback. He goes through his progressions and finds his receiver. He's not bad moving, but that's really not his forte, and that's what they want. They want to get SMU wants to get to him. They want to hurt him. They want to get him down on that shoulder. That's exactly what they want to do. And if not, they want to make sure they force him out of the pocket and make errant throws. Just pure arm strength from the pocket, letting it letting it rip. Is his arm stronger than Brady White, stronger than Danny Wimprine was? I don't think anybody had the cannon that Paxton had stronger than Riley Ferguson. Uh, yeah, certainly not as, as strong as Paxton Lynch mm-hmm. It's. I think it's as strong or stronger than Brady White and uh, Danny Wimpry. I, I think it is, but right now it's not. Right now it's not 100%. His throwing arm is fine, but he has the left shoulder injury. And both your left and right side 
uh, has to come into play when you're throwing a pass because you're th- the follow through. Everything is is the total package. Okay, I'm not a quarterback guru, but I know that there were throws the last two weeks once he hurt his shoulder that he wasn't able to zip it, follow through. I'm not mm-hmm. saying he can't still zip a ball. He can, but it's just not consistently what it needs to be because of that left shoulder. But I, I think overall he has a very strong arm. Greg, you are a quarterback guru. You could get a broom and chase Johnny Manziel around in the surf like George Winfield and become an overnight star. You could hmm. be a quarterback guru. <laughs> <laughs> Remember him chasing Manziel around with a broom? Yes. Let me tell you, of all, all the things that Johnny Manziel did, being chased by a broom was something that didn't scare him very bad. Hey, whatever it takes, right? Whatever unconventional ways you can make a quarterback better, do it. Yeah, absolutely. Talking to Greg Gastney, he joins us every Thursday, not only to talk uh, Tiger football, but also Tiger basketball. And Greg, we haven't talked to you since the Tigers went on the road and beat Missouri uh, at a sold-out Mizzou arena. It feels like uh, a month ago when that game happened. Mm-hmm. It's almost been a, an entire week with no games. But what did you make of that second-half performance by the Tigers? Trailed big, down by 14 in the first half, but to come out in that Second half in a in a uh, you know a, a raucous environment at Mizzou Arena and hold Missouri to nineteen percent shooting from the field. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. I don't know how many people thought they could do that in the no. second half after what they saw in the first half. Now maybe going into the game they thought, yeah, very confident in this team. There's a lot of talent. I think they can win at Missouri. And then all of a sudden they find themselves down 14 early and going, what is going on? It was a conga line at one point to the to the bucket where they were just burning the Memphis defense. Yeah. And Memphis is still experimenting a bit with combinations and things of that nature. But they got it down to seven. I thought that David Jones dunk mm. late in that first half was a real big play to yeah. kind of spur them on. And then at halftime, I was over at their presser today, and Javon Quinterly and Jaquan Walton were talking about it, that they, they never doubted themselves. They felt very good. And then they go into the second half, and they just defensively stymie Mizzou. They hold them to 22 points. Uh, amazing. I didn't see that coming defensively. And then they picked it up with the offense. Uh, they ran some really good sets. Guys were winning their one-on-one battles, and Javon Quinterly showed everybody what type of a leader he could be mm-hmm. at that point guard position. So that was one you want to bottle up, you want to have for the rest of the season after this game tomorrow night against Alabama State, which you would imagine, now it's the quintessential trap game, but you would imagine that even if they don't play up to 100%, they will win that game. But you want to have that second-half performance that they could bring with them to the Bahamas yeah. and have a big-time showing because that was awesome. Well, you mentioned Quinterly and, and kind of that leadership, and with all of these veteran guys that they've brought in, it seems like there's a lot of leadership around this team. I, I remember in that Missouri game, there was one point, I don't remember who it was, but Missouri started kind of jawing at the Tigers, and, and somebody turned around and, and started to, to kind of jaw back, and someone else grabbed him, and, and you know, kind of, you could see him saying, no, 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 we're not doing that. We've got a game to win, and I remember the, the Jackson State, something similar, you know, a player being grabbed by another player and saying, look, 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 we're good, we're good, calm down. What do you see from all of this this veteran players on a team together and kind of that leadership aspect? Yeah, and, and the, the moment you were talking about was Quinterly. Mm. Quinterly started joining with yeah. a player from Missouri, and then Jaquan Walton grabbed him from That's behind right. to kind of take him away. Now, at first, he took exception to Walton, yeah. because, and I, I was watching the game with, with a bunch of people in Charlotte, and I said, 
he's mad that Walton kind of came down hard on his mm-hmm. shoulder and pulled him away. But then he realized, okay, he's right. Yes. I, I don't need to continue this. I'm a veteran player. And they alluded to, not that particular play, but they alluded to it today, how tight they are. Mm. That they all have respect for each other. That they know there's a bunch of leaders on this team. They feel, Jaquan Walton said, national championship today. He said, we, if we do all the right things, we can win a championship. And I'm talking about a national championship. And, and, and he's right. There's certainly a very good team with a lot of talent that could go deep in, in March and April. There's no question about it. So that was kind of their first little taste of adversity. Not that much, but a little bit of a taste, taste of adversity when they fell behind 14 to be able to gather themselves at halftime down seven to talk about it, to figure out what they needed to do, and then to execute Penny slash Rick Stansbury's game plan. Yeah. Tells you an awful lot about that team. They're going to face adversity from time to time this season. And as long as these guys understand that it's, it's the sum of the parts, it's not the individual, that they could go pretty far. Never mind the NC tournament. No, no, I don't want to say that. So so before the NC tournament, how about the battle for Atlantis mm-hmm. tournament? I, I don't want to say never mind the NC tournament. <laughs> I want to win the NC tournament. <laughs> but, but next week, how's that tournament bracket shake out for the Tigers? Yeah, that's going to be a challenge. That is a great field. They're going to open up with Michigan. Michigan looked good uh, the other day against St. John's. Not yeah. sure how good St. John's is in Rick Pitino's first year. But remember, uh, you got fair-haired Phil Martelli, who's coaching them right now, while, Ju- while Juwan Howard is out. Very interesting. You, you mean all four hairs, Phil Martelli? Oh, he's got three now, Fred. <laughs> yeah, down news. to three. Breaking news down, down to three. I know the feeling, Greg. <laughs> I should talk. Yeah, I should talk as well. But you have a similar situation when you think about it, although Howard's out because of health reasons, Martelli's in, Penny's out serving the three-game suspension, and Rick is in. And Stansbury and Martelli are why I've always clamored from the get-go when, when Penny took over the job. Bring in a veteran to sit next to you. He didn't yeah. do it at first, and then he went out there, and he got some veterans, including a guy like Larry Brown, obviously, that was near him for a couple of years. And... Um, recently got Frank Hayes. So that's extremely important, not only for these reasons, when they have to step up as interim head coaches, but to have that veteran guy who's been there, done that, to lean on. So next week's going to be a challenge. They're going to get Michigan to open up. That really dictates where you're going. You get into that winter side, you're going to play some big-time teams. you got North Carolina's in the field, Villanova's in the field, on and on and on. What you don't want to do is lay an egg in the first game, all of a sudden, you're in the loser side. Yeah. They got a couple of teams that are playing in there that are, you don't look at them as powers, like a Northern Iowa and a Stanford, where you want to make sure you're getting quadrant one games out of this. And there's a chance that if you play well and win that first game, you're going to end up playing three quadrant one opponents. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun tournament, and kind of with what Michigan has done to start the season, I mean, that makes that first game uh, even more intriguing than what it was when we first saw the bracket. In those multi-team events, game one's everything. Oh, I, oh yeah. Absolutely. It's everything, and they've been there. They've had these tournaments each and every year. Now, they got a feather in their cap by winning that game at the zoo. Mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic scheduling. It gives them that confidence, right, that they go into this tournament in Atlantis for the Battle for Atlantis feeling, hey, we, we already got one. We know what it takes to win against a quality opponent. I'm not saying Missouri's a Final Four team, but that's a real good win in front of a sold-out crowd. Now you're going to a neutral court. Mm-hmm. There probably won't be a ton of fans there. Be dialed in. Enjoy yourselves while you're down there, but make it a business trip and take care of this. 
Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch from from start to finish, and really, no matter who they play, it should be uh, some fun matchups. But Greg, thanks so much for joining us. Obviously, with Thanksgiving being next Thursday, we won't talk to you. So uh, enjoy Thanksgiving, and we'll uh, do it again in a couple weeks. Absolutely, looking forward to it, guys. Take care. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, Greg. Greg Gaston joining us every week to talk Tigers. Like I said, to start the segment, you can hear him every morning, Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli. But we were talking Tiger basketball, and they've got a game tomorrow night against Alabama State, um, a, a almost tune-up game for that battle for Atlantis next week. And we're going to give away two tickets right now, courtesy of Sissy's Log Cabin. We're going to give away two tickets, so call in right now, 901-360-8255. That's 901 901- Three six zero eight two five five. Johnny, we're going to take the third caller. Game three, we'll take third caller for Memphis versus Alabama State tickets tomorrow night. Call in right now, 901-360-8255, and uh, you'll be able to go to that game and, and see the Tigers before they travel down for that tournament next week. Thank you so much to Sissy's Law Cabin for these tickets, 901-360-8255. We'll give those away to the third caller phone lines are going crazy. Yeah. Johnny, good luck with sorting out yeah. who uh-huh. who actually is the third caller. 901-360-8255. This hour of our show brought to you every day by Hewlett & Dunn, Boot & Jean on the Historic Square in Collierville. They're there since 1961. Charles Hall, he started working there in his teens. He's seen a lot of holiday seasons, and now with his wife, Laura, they own the place known for all the boots in this holiday season Go by and visit with them and, and just see that scene at Collierville. It is absolutely out of Courier and I. It's perfect. But also, they have so much more than, than boots. The clothing, the accessories, a cap for any team in any season and during the holiday season. Between some all, all that great leather in there and some of the holiday fragrances, it smells great there. Western wear, work boots, safety toe or soft toe boots, rubber boots. They've got the boots for every occasion at Hewlett and Dunn from head to toe. They have you covered with every brand imaginable, Ariat, Anderson Bean, Dan Post, whether it's for men or women, and all the clothing that goes with it. Jeans, pants, shirts, shorts, outerwear, and the best duckhead collection. You'll find the Filson jackets, just a perfect holiday gift. Charles and Laura Hall invite you to 111 North Center Street or visit HewlettDunn.com, but they want you to come by and visit them on the square in Collierville. You'll be glad you did. Sunglasses, boot care products, hats, and every area team snapback cool hat you can think of. Perfect for Tiger Lane and the Tiger Big Game on Saturday. Perfect for the Egg Bowl for State or Ole Miss or at Tennessee this weekend, playing Georgia, the Razorbacks at home the next two weekends. And for the travel season, the bag selection, it is top-notch. HewlettDunn.com, but... Please visit and say hello at 111 North Center Street on the square in Collierville at Hewlett and Dunn. And you know what we have tomorrow, Brian? What's that? We've got Tiger Bankroll tomorrow. Wow. What a Friday it's going to be. Not only Friday football forecast, but Tiger Bankroll. How about that? We will have Tiger Bankroll that you took a pretty good, yeah. pretty good lead in. Yeah, a good two zero start. We got to keep it rolling, and, and this is going to be a fun game. I think uh, we we already have our win, winner. Johnny's wrapping up uh, with them, so congratulations uh, to the winner who's going to that game tomorrow night. But it's going to be an, an interesting game because Tony Madlock coming back. We obviously know um, uh, what he has done since leaving as an assistant from Memphis, and and has had some success. But uh, it should be fun. His son uh, kind of leading that team. 
game, I think, leading scorer. They, they played all Miss very tightly. They're a, they're a team. They've, I think they've covered, uh, I think they played two Division One opponents. I think they played a, a D2 opponent after that. And they covered both those games against Ole Miss and Iowa. So this is a team that uh, has covered some early games and, and I think could be a good, uh, a good game for the Tigers tomorrow night as they uh, get ready to go down to that tournament next week. But let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we'll get to what's trending. Be sure to follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ. Now, back to sports time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett & Dunn, Boot & Jean Company, and Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back into sports time. Bryant and Brett with you in our family leisure studios as we've got a little less than 30 minutes left in today's show. And... Brett, I hope everybody was watching the uh, the LSU and Dayton game that just went final. Dayton with a seventy to sixty seven victory over LSU in the Shiner Children's Charleston Classic, uh, unbelievable game. I mean, LSU was up by double digits at one point in the second half. Looked like they were going to run away with it. Dayton comes back, uh, ties it up with about four minutes left in the game. Uh, LSU is running a full court press. With about four minutes left in the game, I mean, it was it was a thrilling game, and then uh, Dayton knocks down a three to take the lead with a, a couple seconds left, and and LSU couldn't respond. I think they got the ball back with about three seconds. If that's the start of Feast Week, I'm excited for what's to come. Bring it on! In a lot of games, tipping now or yeah. in about five minutes mm-hmm. or so from now, and. I think LSU is going to have a, a long year. It, it is a big rebuild there. Um, previous head coach did a number on them. Yeah, it is a uh, it, it's a big rebuild, and um, but I think you know the coach they have when it comes to to coaching is is pretty you know pretty good coach, and I think uh, he's going to be able to to turn things around. It's going to take a while, and I think they've done some uh, good things recruiting, and so we'll see. And I think they're patient. Yeah, I think they are patient. I think you know you, you have to be uh, with what has gone on down there, but um, you know it's that that was a fun game, and, and Dayton's a good team. But you're right, LSU. It's not going to be um, you know a complete turnaround like you know maybe some fans wanted when they when they made a change last year. Do you think much of the Ole Miss narrow game so far, or is it just early and a win's a win? No, I mean I think I think it's early. A win's a win. You got a new coach, new staff, uh, a lot of new players in there. I mean that that's going to happen early in the season, and so you know it doesn't surprise me. Um, and and I don't I don't think much to it. I mean if we're if we're still having these same conversations, non conference games late in December, then maybe it's a it's a different conversation. But I, I won't I don't worry about it after two games. They need to get uh, Musa Sisa eligible. They got to have yeah. some rim protection. That's, That's one thing's thing, clear. Yeah. For the Tigers, we're not going to do this. But if we were allowed a mulligan, okay. if you were allowed to change oh, one man. of those pre, the, and, and we we can't do Mizzou because we both had Mizzou as a loss. We both are wrong. But just going forward, if you were allowed to change one, where would you change? 
Uh, ooh. Uh, From what? To, it would be a, a turning a loss into a win. Certainly a loss to a win. I would probably. Mine's definitely Ole Miss. Yeah, well, I had Ole Miss as a win. Um, I think I. Cl- if I had two, it would be. Yeah. It, it, uh, no, I, I had VCU as a win, so I would I would keep that there. I think I had Clemson as a loss. I would I would change Clemson. No, no, win. you had Clemson as a win. Oh, did I have Clemson as a win? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm looking at. I feel pretty good Unless about. Unless I wrote list. it down wrong. I feel pretty good about my list right now. I had Michigan a win, didn't I? You did. Mm, borderline one. You you had off. one and two in the Bahamas. I had two and one. I probably changed to two and one in the Bahamas now. Okay, uh, that's that's what I would do. Some somehow, some way, I think two and one in the Bahamas. You had you had a home loss to Virginia. I still I still think that we both had wins yeah, over no. Vandy. I'm, yeah. I'm still definitely oh, there. Man. Vandy looks oh, pretty bad to start the season. Hate to say it. I, I know I know that this season as it unfolds, I think just could be really special and oh, a lot absolutely. of fun. For Tiger basketball, I thought last year was was great fun. It just ended too abruptly, too quickly, and too heart heartbreakingly. But as soon as you get home from uh, Atlantis, it, it's to Oxford that Saturday. Yeah. That that will be fun. Then to VCU, then to A and M on a Sunday afternoon. And by that point, A and M could really be ranked up there, yeah. and the Tigers as well. Yeah, and then and then you get to come home and and you know play to uh, you know to, play the ACC. Yeah, to go down to back roads in, in Clemson and in Virginia. No, I mean uh, we've been talking about this kind of stretch of games, uh, you know, before the season started when we first kind of saw the schedule. That's a that's a tough stretch right there. And what Texas A and M has shown kind of to start the season, we knew that they would you know a lot of people liked them this year, but they've shown that they're a really really good team. And so I mean that's that's a massive game. And VCU, um, you know, lost to. McNeese State a couple games ago, but you know I've won two since then. What do they look like when you get them? I mean, it's going to be. Uh, I mean, that's a tough stretch, but they're going to be some good games. Semi High Hardwood, do you think Houston basketball, under the great, great watchful eye of Kelvin Sampson, mm-hmm. do you think it will have anything resembling the struggles the AAC football teams did in football? No, not at all. Not at all. I think. I mean, maybe not winning or being second but they are certainly not gonna you know we're not gonna look up halfway through conference play and say whoa they they've only won one or two games you know they're not going to be a bottom dweller of the conference i think they're still going to be up there what he's been able to do there um and what he's built at houston uh, i think they're going to be i think they're going to be pretty high up there in the in the big 12 Atlanta finally gets their All Star game it was yeah. i thought i thought it was wrong headed a few years ago it was Heat of the moment sure. and and just typical Rob Rob Manfred. <laughs> now they're going to get it, boy. He, I hope he doesn't think they're going to have short memories. No, I, I don't think. Uh, I mean, he might. Uh, we've got. We can go through the list of, of bad I don't decisions think he they've cares. made. I don't think he does. Um, that guy must have the thickest hide anybody out there. Good for him. I mean, because everything, everything insulting that can uh-huh. be said by him. And I, I don't know if I can I, I can think anything that I haven't said insulting about him. I know he doesn't care, doesn't hurt, but he's gotten it not just from he's gotten it from everybody. He's it's unanimous. It, yeah. He is the class clown, and it doesn't bother him. 
no, it doesn't seem to bother him at all. And I guess good, you know, I guess if you're going to make the decisions you make, then you kind of uh, have to go take it in stride when the when the blowback comes. But good for good for Atlanta. And I really like, um, you know, the next two years. Uh, it will be in, in Texas next year down in, in mm-hmm. Dallas, which will be fine. I guess Arlington technically. Um, and then, you know, after that will be in Arlington or it'll be in Atlanta. Those are, you know, two really fun cities, I think. And, and you know, close to us if, if anybody Both wanted to go dates, down. Both dates, why SEC Media Day is ongoing really in in dallas next year wow. and in atlanta in 25 wow so you'll have a couple opportunities to uh to go to try to get into some uh some all-star festivities from where sec media days are held in atlanta to the ballpark you would have to leave now in that all-star That's game traffic to get there yes. by the third inning yes um that is a good point man atlanta um, traffic was for keepers last week i mean yeah. it beat the hell out of everybody that was in it. And wasn't a single wreck anywhere. Just bumper Just to bumper. E- e- everything. Jeez. You could not put your credit card between the the, the bumper in front oh, and somebody man. on yours and the same thing on each side. Oh, man. I, I hate that. that For an oh. hour and 45 minutes. I mean, of just... <sighs> Draymond Green having you in a headlock. <laughs> Great comparison. I mean, that's beautiful. Everybody, by the time arrived at the hotel, no, I'm not hey, going what anywhere. about what, what about Friday night? Everybody just Jeez. growled at the other. One. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I said I'm going to watching the Tigers yeah. play basketball. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, everybody was. I mean, Good just Lord. had been beaten to death, beaten to a wow. pulp by Atlanta. It was for real. Wow. I mean, I uh, I believe it, but. Uh, it's a little surprising. That's, that's a little surprising. I don't want to be a part of it. I'm glad you experienced it, and, and not me. I don't want to. I don't want to be in that. That All Star Game traffic there next oh, year, man. or in 25 rather. No, it, but... D- D- Dallas won't be a, a, a lonely two lane road in Kansas. No, Dallas, uh, from, Dallas will be pretty from, bad as well from downtown out there. From, but... If I if I know anything in my experiences of of Dallas traffic, it's going to be pretty pretty bad. It was unanimous for every one of us. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I've driven DC Beltway. No. I've, I've, I, I don't know if I've ever been under a steering wheel, but I've been in a car a couple times in Los Angeles. But, but I, I've been in, I, I've been the driver in New York, and it wasn't like that. Good lord, that bad. I had our I had our crew howling. I said, "I've driven drunk in New York, and it wasn't that hard." <laughs> I mean, it, oh it, man, it it was brutal. Oh, I mean, it was yeah. everything you've ever heard about. Yeah, glad I glad I didn't have to to go through that. I don't like traffic very much. It's not my no. Not it my was favorite thing to do. It was something. I know the holidays fast approaching again. A week from today, it's the big day. It's Thanksgiving, and the commissary's got they'll they'll have you covered. Call them now and get on the list at 901-754-5540. That holiday spread, they're going to have smoked turkey, homemade cornbread dressing, the gravy, the cranberry sauce, the mashed potatoes, green beans, rolls, butter, plates, utensils, whether it's turkey or ham, all the sides, they have you covered. The price point for everybody. There's a bulk pricing number called 901-754-5540 and discuss with their staff exactly what you want, how how you want it, when you want it, and they'll have you taken care of. But you need to call now at 
5540. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays from everyone at the commissary. They work hard right up to the day for you, the very important customer. But also, they know during the holiday season, you're going to want to have some of that great Memphis-style barbecue and, and ribs that they're so famous for. Slow cook the authentic Memphis-style way. If you're craving an easier way to order, text commissary to 337 337- Three, three. Don't think you can order the bird that way, but give it a try and see if you can't. Call 901-754-5540 or go online at commissarybbq.com. The ribs, or the shoulder, all the sides, the desserts, everything you've come to know and love at the commissary. The two locations at Houston, Levy, and Poplar are the original in Germantown for orders to go, for catering, for tailgating, for party areas. For holiday office parties, they've got you covered. 901-754-5540 or go online at commissarybbq.com. Let's go ahead and get to a break, our final break of the day. When we come back, we'll wrap up today's show with Taco Bell Crunch Time. We are real sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett & Dunn Boot & Jean Company in Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, so good. Double the steak with nacho cheese sauce, seasoned rice, red strips, sour cream, and the three-cheese blend wrapped inside a warm flour tortilla with even more three-cheese blend grilled on the top. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, it hits the spot now at Taco Bell. And at Taco Bell, when they say they are feeding people's lives with unexpected good, they mean it. Bowl food you can't get anywhere else. Well, Brett, what I learned today, I learned a couple of things today. Actually, the first, according to PFF College, Florida State has announced they will retire Jameis Winston's number five jersey this weekend. Winston is the 11th player in program history to have his number yep. re- retired. That's their 10-year ceremony, yeah. 10-year ceremony for winning it, and I hear that Jimbo Fisher may be there. He can now. Oh, wow, yeah, I guess he can. That would be interesting to watch. The other thing, second last thing I learned today, it was announced um, a couple hours ago, Jalen Daniels, the quarterback for Kansas, put out a video announcing that he will be back next season at Kansas in 2024 for another season. He's been out with an injury since week four, so um, a quarterback that had a lot of hype on him last year and a lot of hype coming into this season. Sounds like he'll be back uh, in a Kansas uniform next season. Yeah, we, we've learned a lot in these closing minutes this yeah. show by u- unanimously Shohei Otani, yeah. MVP of the American League. 
I don't, I don't know how he can't win it with those right. numbers and the pitching numbers. Now, next year he won't pitch at all. But, the you know, the age-old thing about MVP on a bottom-of-the-division team, mm-hmm. I, I can do that without you. Right. Yeah, I mean, you can show me uh, show me the difference you're actually making if your team is bottom-of-the-barrel. But, but he is the best he player. He is the best player, and it's kind of back to that, what we were it's talking tough. about with Cy Young winners yeah. earlier. I mean, it's the, the same thing. What I... I'll, Go ahead, sorry, also, also learn this: between six to ten NHL teams have filed for bankruptcy mm. in the 21st century. Some twice. I, I, I know we had we had COVID in sports. We had no sure. crowds in sports, but there will never be any contraction. If the Oakland A's aren't contracted, yep. then there will never be any contraction. And I, now I don't know what market I want to do it to, but it would make every sport better if you reduce. The team's baseball yeah. even talking about expansion. Guess where? Montreal. <sighs> haven't we already played that game before? We, we've done that, haven't we? <laughs> I thought so, but I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't understand it fully. But it is it is something. Expansion, every league wants to expand all the time. What I could have done without, and uh, it seemed very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, I don't, I, you couldn't tell if he was serious or not, but on uh, RG3's podcast, he put out to the to the Cleveland Browns that he is open for a return to the NFL. No way, he's He'd serious. Get broken in half. He would, but he said he still runs a four three, no, and he that he throws the ball eighty yards. No, he which Never neither no, he are true. And um, you know, now with ESPN doing games, but uh, said I'll come in be a starter. I'll come in be a backup. I'll come in do whatever I need to do. It's not happening, RG three. You know, Crazy talk. Enjoy what you're doing with uh, with ESPN right now, because that's about it. I could have done without this. Terry Bowden, the uh, the Louisiana Monroe coach, the opponent for Ole Miss on Saturday. He's six and zero all time against Ole Miss. It, it, it's why it's why we were so happy about beating Auburn in back to back years for the first sure. time in all that time because didn't beat them at all a lot mm-hmm. of years. Uh, it, it, all those wins were at Auburn when in between ninety three and ninety eight. He's in his third year at ULM, ten and twenty four. There, one eighty five, thirty eight and two in his coaching career. Wow, never one of my favorites. <laughs> never. Where are you beaming tonight? Beam me to Baltimore. Ravens hosting Bengals. Mm. Lamar versus Joe Cool. Two Heisman Trophy winners. Two game lead potentially for the Ravens in the all important loss column. Lamar with some bad interceptions last week. Joe with some bad interceptions last week. I think we see a great game tonight. Yeah, I think we do as well. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go beam to. Uh, I'm going to beam to. I mentioned it earlier. I'm going to beam to Furman and Liberty uh, tonight in basketball. Uh, it's going to be a good one tonight for uh, for both those teams. Both two and zero right now. Two really really good teams. Furman, the team in the uh, in the NCAA tournament last year, and then I'm going to beam to a boxing match tonight. Shakur Stevenson. If you don't know the name, you need to learn it. Yeah, put up the Dukes. He's going tonight in Las Vegas, and uh, I'll, I'll go beam out to that one. That one's going to be a really Really fun boxing match later tonight. I think it's on ESPN uh, later tonight. Pitt against BC on ESPN. Pitt quit when Pat Narduzzi told him they weren't any good. Yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely right. It should be uh, a lot of fun, a lot of things uh, to watch tonight. NBA and uh, NFL, college basketball, college football. A lot. Mizzou to get at Minnesota. To. Let's see what they have. Yeah, no, that's going to be a uh, a fun game tonight as well. A lot of really good basketball tonight. I mean, there's some sure really is. good games tonight. But that is all the time we have. Enjoy your night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock.